Alright everybody, welcome back. This is episode number, what, 27, 50, 400, no, like, episode 3. 3. It depends if you count the pilot as an episode, I guess. Doesn't matter, it's the next episode. All you old farts out there will get that joke. Oh, so I'm about to ruin your day. I can't hear anything in my freaking headset. <laughs> We're supposed to have IT to figure this I out. I can't. My well, my wife is at home, so. Oh, you know why we don't hear anything? It's because you have the monitor off. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm. We're a little special. The last time I was doing that, Kyle reached over and turned the headset off, and I was like, "Oh snap! I can hear you." Yeah. So I'm sitting there twisting the. Because I don't know which way it goes, so I'm sitting there twisted, going, I can't, I can't hear anything. <laughs> it's been 30 seconds. I can't hear anything. Is this working? Honestly, like, I didn't even notice that it wasn't. Uh, I was worried it wasn't recording, like, my voice. Oh, I, I can see it recording. I'm not that, like, dumb. Well, but, I can see it recording, too, but I am that dumb. Yeah, well, I know that. And that's, so why, I, that's why <laughs> I do That's why I do all the audio stuff. Yeah, that's true. You're the one that went to college. For, for like, a, a week. And then dropped out. I mean, Twice. you made Three it. Times. How many times did I drop out of college? How many, How many times did you drop out of college? Four times. Jesus. Yeah, I dropped out four times. I think you got me beat. Yeah. I never really dropped out. I transferred a lot. Okay, so, yeah, no, I just, the collegiate system, is that how you say that? Yeah, didn't they kick you out? I wouldn't know because I didn't make it through college. The collegiate system. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, um, like, the first time I went to college, I drank the entire time. It's <laughs> a good way to do it. Well, you know, I was fresh out of, like... AIT and the National Guard, and I'm like walking around thinking I'm a badass. And Dude, if you your story is like a dime a dozen, though. I feel like oh, hundred percent. Like I don't know how many guys. That I'm just I, for everybody who can't see, I'm sitting here playing with a knife, and Zach's getting nervous. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, more truth than anything. Well, you know, I get distracted by shiny objects. It is shiny. It is shiny, and it's cool. It's a big fixed blade, like mossy oak, like knife, and it's just it's it's kind of. I mean, it's not like the greatest quality. Okay, so the handle's broken. It's kind of... I was wondering what the hell. I was like, it's it's a good knife. And Zach's over here all nervous. Like, why why is he... Probably fall apart before you could get it in me anyway. Yeah, well, she's... Yeah, yeah, so... The first audio recorded homicide ever. Probably (laughs) Probably not. There's there's some weird-ass people out there. We got so off topic. I don't even know what today's episode's about. Doesn't matter. What were we talking about? All the dudes. Oh. Okay, all the dudes in, in college that were like they they would get out of high school, right? They do that program where they would join in high school and then do uh, yeah. Split up back in my day. I, I joined when I like right out of my uh, junior year. Yeah. I went to basic and got all got all ripped and buffed and bald. Bald, yeah, because they shave your head, uh-huh. basic, because you have no anything. Get and a, then I went back to get school. Get a haircut, get a real job. Yeah. Well, I went to school, and then I came back, and I went to high school. Like, I went to my senior year, uh, and I got fat <laughs> and lazy, 
It, it was bad. That'll like, happen. Well, it sucked because, and I don't recommend, like, I, I recommend everybody join the Army. I think it was a great experience, and it, it helped me get I think my it ma- I think it matures a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, just from what I've seen from the outside. When a never have grown, in the Army. sweaty, bald man is screaming in your face so close that you can taste yeah. His spittle? You know what he has You figure it out. Like, you, yeah. you, you either remove out your head really from your butt, yeah. or you don't You don't make it. And, yeah. and that generally happens week one. You just, you yeah, know, you just and you're it. good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, then I went back to school, and I, you know, because, you know, I put everything I had into barely passing. <laughs> I don't know how I passed my senior year. Uh, went back to AIT, and then I was like, dude, I would go to college, and uh, didn't. <laughs> so I went to, I did, actually. You, I went like I said, you're, I feel like And I did get some things accomplished, like, for law enforcement stuff, but I, I was like so immature. That your story is, like, the Diamond story Dust. of Everybody who joins the National Guard. Not everybody. Not everybody. Because there are a lot of dudes that I went to school, like, that I worked with in the Guard that were, like, way more put together than I was. Um, But I think think it's a maturity thing, though. I mean, like, how many guys do you know that they did this, they did this uh, split deal, they graduate high school, they go to basic, they do their thing. Or maybe, would, did you do it your junior year? Or your yeah, I, I went between junior and senior okay. year that summer. So I didn't have a summer be, before my senior year. Okay. And I didn't have a summer after my senior year. Did you do AIT then? Yeah, or? I had okay. to go. I went through so, AIT. But I feel like you see like how many of these guys, they, they uh, graduate high school, they do their Army thing, and then they're like, oh, awesome. Uncle Sam's going to pay for my degree, right? So yep. they find some you know tech college somewhere. Zach knows what I'm talking about. Zach knows exactly wink, what wink, I'm talking wink. about. Yep. Yeah. Harvard on the hill. Um, <laughs> so they That's, go there. I didn't go to that school right away. Right away. But you but you made it there. You made it there eventually. Walmart where everybody, everybody ends uh, up there. Oh, yeah. It's where, where dreams, dreams go to die. Go to die. Yep. So I completely screwed up the first time I went to college. I went to Harvard on the hill the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the second time. Yeah, because you went to the fancy school. Yes. Yeah. The and first then time I washed out of that, and I wear my brownies. Yeah. 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 And I, I didn't. That's a little. That's a little wink, wink to the guys. That yeah. If know you know, you about, know. You know. Um. And then, yeah, I, I actually, I went part time the first time, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. Why would you? Do I that? never had to go to formation though. Really? Yeah, the full time students that went there had to go to like opening formation. Yeah, like six thirty yeah. in the morning. Yeah, yeah guess, guess who didn't have to do that? Why? Because you're part time. Because I was part time. So you just like didn't terrible. have a class that day. I yeah, to... I yeah, I never showed up. I wasn't in a squad or anything like that. What? Yeah, I don't know how. But you know what? My advisors never had the time of day for me either. Well, they're... Not exactly they're doing or my doing it just that's the way the system was well, was it was it a were you just a number or was yeah. it a you just didn't care so they didn't care or how did like that um probably a little, a little bit of both, both. Yeah. yeah so but yeah so i actually didn't do that that bad so i got back from ait late because i went to i went to ait in like august yeah god god i went to fort leonardwood missouri in august oh. Balls. It was terrible. I can only imagine how great that was. Um, 
It wasn't. Did you, how many times exactly did you die of West Nile? <laughs> it's not West Nile. It was, um, so we'd walk up. So I was kind of, uh, this was in 03, 04. I went to basic in 03 and I went to AIT in 04. God, you're old shit. Yeah, right. I'm in my mid-30s, yeah. yeah. Um, what year did you graduate? 04. 04. Yeah, I graduated so five June years 1st before. of 2004. Five years before me. Okay. Dude, I had rookies in diapers. Almost, right? Dude, the kid, <laughs> the kid, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, um, well, we were just talking last night, the kid that just, uh, we just put through FTO. He, yeah. when I graduated high school, he was nine, <laughs> nine years it, old. Doesn't it make your back hurt? Yeah, it makes my whole goddamn body hurt. <laughs> Holy Dude, hell. Yeah. It makes me think I need yeah. to get my, life my, insurance or something. So, I went through, my phase one and phase two FTOs were younger than me. Yeah. The, the FTO, like... Like the my my right? FTO yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, the dudes that trained me not I've had I've had FTOs suck. that were a couple years younger than yeah. me but it wasn't really a thing it was only like a year or two wasn't wasn't a big deal you know um, um but yeah it's I I could see it being weird when I you was, like you show up the first day you're you know in your thirties and some you know some was like twenty year old yeah twenty twenty two year old kid is like all right get in like you know yeah. But, Get you know, in. Let me show you how to do the job. Yeah. Let me teach you some right, things about guy. life, kid. Oh, oh, you were okay. Yeah. Twinkle in your daddy's eye when I was graduating high school. You yeah. could tell me how to do. You know what though? Um, but no, you know what? It's a maturity thing because I think 100%. If, if you've got the experience, the maturity, and the ability, you know, you I, should you should be able to teach anybody. You know. Yeah. And my my F all three of my FTOs, rock stars. Yeah. I absolutely loved them. I had technically had four. I don't count one of them. He was, yeah. You know, I oh, won't I know speak ill of people who hey, were chosen what? to leave the profession. We'll put it that way. You know what? Um, leadership, and I consider FTOing a, a leadership. Position. It's your first, yeah. It's even your first when you're, leader. you know, yeah, and even when you're not FTOing, those guys that you train look at you absolutely to to make decisions and make shit happen. You know, I um, yeah, I it, it, even now. Uh, as an FTO myself, yeah. now that I I am was an FTO in in my agency, I still man I was when I was on days and I was like, oh, my rookie just asked me a question. I don't, I don't know, know the answer. Idea what the answer is? I would go. I'd run because we had an annex. Hang on, I, hang on a minute, bro. Uh, I'll call you. Yeah, right let me. Yeah, and then I would run. <laughs> Taking a shit, I'll call you right back. <laughs> I'd run to the detective Sarge, bureau. Sarge, what do I do? I'd be like, hey, oh, bro, I, I have no. What's the answer to this? Yeah, and he's like, you know, and, and all everybody that I ever learned from, because not everybody that I was trained by was an FTO. Yeah, um, yeah. I had guys like I was in FTO, yeah. and then my specific FTO would teach me ninety nine percent of the time. But yeah. we had another dude who ended up being an FTO. He was one of the best FTOs I've ever learned from, and he wasn't one of my FTOs, um, mentor of mine. He was there too, and he was only like in for a year and a half before uh, before I got there, and he's sitting right there with me like, hey man, this is, you know, so 
I learned from a lot of people, but yeah, my everybody that I learned from is rock star. Oh yeah. You know, and the funny thing is like when I look at you you talk about that situation where you had, you know, your one of your uh, trainees or former trainees or whatever didn't ask you a question you didn't know the answer to and I run into that too. And the funny thing is like when I my whole goal as an FTO is not to teach them everything. It's never going to happen. I don't know everything to teach them. Yeah. You know, my whole goal is that just to be able to teach them to figure out how to find find the answer. answer? Absolutely. Yeah. And so like, I don't care at all. When they call me, you know, they call me in the middle of the night, I'll be dead asleep. Hey, what do I do do for this? You know, I I don't care. I'm happy. I I want at least, you know, how to figure out the answer. Yeah. And if that means you got to call someone, whatever. That was, and that's, yeah, so that was actually one of the big, like, training topics of uh, phase three, I think, for me in in my FTO program is, uh, or at the very least, phase four. You guys get four phases? Four phases. So we get, yeah, well, we had a semi. Dude, we got two, and that was an upgrade. (laughs) Ouch. Well, you know my opinions on that. Small town. It's, yeah, sometimes... We have you have three new hires and only one phase uh, and only and one two FTOs. And, yeah, that that kind of necessitates. It's, you know, we do the best. You got to do what, what you got. can with what you got. I uh-huh. had not. I had a full phase one, phase two, phase three, which were one month long, yeah. or the four yeah. weeks, four tours. Phase four was a ghost phase where my phase yeah, one FTO. Uh, was well. Here's the thing, and I noticed you guys do it differently. My phase four FTO, um, my f- was my phase one FTO in plain clothes, and he sat next to me, but he just shadowed me. Okay, he wasn't so allowed. Ours, to answer, he didn't answer questions. Mm-hmm. It was annoying. He'd be like, I, you know, I, I, hey, hey, bro, what? I don't know. What, what am I? And he goes, I don't know. Figure it out. I hated that too. Yeah. No, and we, um, you know, our, our system is just a little different. Like, but what we kind of do is, as you were getting to the point where we're looking at the end of FTO, we're just doing separate cars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed minor that. Minor calls, minor calls. You're you're just taken by yourself. You know, car unlocks, civil stuff, whatever. If it's something in progress, something more concerning. I'm showing up. I'm uh, hanging out in the back, just being your backup, your cover car. Yep. And, you know, when they inevitably, you know, make the puppy dog face, they don't know what to do. And then, you know, then I'm, I'm there to be a resource, but I'm not their, uh, yes. I'm so, not their solution to everything. Luckily, I worked in an agency where I had, most of the time, there was four officers on duty. Yeah, we did. So, that's and that's, you guys have us. four officers in your entire agency. <laughs> We're a little more than that, but it's, yeah. So, but, um, yeah, no, my phase four, the FTO, my phase four FTO could step in if I was yeah, losing a fight yeah. or being shot. Yeah. That was the only two times they were allowed to. If not, I either figure it out yeah. or I call somebody else as a resource. Yeah. And luckily when I was in phase four, my shift kind of knew like, okay, Zach is an idiot. <laughs> and, no, but he's they knew like, special. okay, Zach, Zach is phase four. Like he's got this. Yeah. 
But, you know, they want to – They it's always been, like in my agency, and I've said it before on the podcast, if I could take my guys with me when I oh, yeah. Yeah. move, um, that would be – I'd, that'd be great. I yeah. think I think every agency should have my guys in them. I love my guys and I I miss them every day. But um, they were cool. So terribly. Oh, I, I I have a tear. <laughs> good. You I'm good. I love those guys. Um, but they would show up to calls with me, and they wouldn't interfere. They wouldn't get in there. They wouldn't take it over for me. But dude, if I had a question, I'd be like, hey. You know, what partner, do I do? What do I do? And then, like the my my guy, um, would uh, dude. That's the best though, because it's not not the he'd best. Be like, well, and he, well, yeah, but he'd talk me through it, and I'd still learn from it. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's the kind of FTO that I was. I'd try to oh, be too. It's, it's like you're not you're not a real cop until you've had that one call where you're just deer in the headlights, <laughs> no idea. And then I the person no that you're dealing with sees that look and that fear in your eyes, and they know that you have this no guy, idea what you're doing. This guy is effing clueless. <laughs> and then so, some people are just like, it's okay, buddy. You know, and they're you like, possible? Yeah. <laughs> and some people, and then are some people just try and fight you. just want to fight, yeah. <laughs> and that's when my FTOs who played, you know, semi-pro hockey jump in, like, Let's let's F it party and just start uppercutting them in the face. Like it's awesome. Oh uh, man. Did hey. not happen to me, but it happened to another guy, and I wish I'd have been there for yeah. that fight. And the subsequent court case the next morning. Oh. Well, yeah. The next one. Oh, he's just like arraignment? So he had so this uh FTO had uh his trainee got punched in the face like three times consecutively. Huh? Like, and, and this trainee dude, he took it like a chain. He's like, bop, bop, bop. Dude, just punch me. Like, this guy just what punched just me. And then, like, solved that problem. But he had help from his FTO to solve that problem as well. But, and, like, you know, the next I, I day, don't he had to explain, like, busted knuckles in court. And it was great. I don't necessarily, like, I know a lot of guys will, like, kind of fault newer officers for, like, oh, well, you're FDO, just step in, or do this or that or whatever. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I don't always do that, you know, I, I, I usually don't, you know, unless we get to a point, if we're, at, if we're at the end of your FTO and you don't know how to do basic stuff, yeah, we, we got a problem, you know? Yes. If you're screwing up basic traffic stops, verbal warnings, and stuff like that, then, yeah, we're going to have to sit down issue. and have a talk. We need yeah. to remedial or, or at least have a conversation yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and fix that problem. Yeah. If you're on a big old cluster of a civil call and you can't tell heads from tails and, and you don't know, that's fine. Yeah, if your They're FCO so, like, doesn't... Every every other job in the world, you look at EMS, right? Um, you do medicine. Mm-hmm. You do medical trauma. You have guidelines for if this, then that. Right. If this, do that. No. If that, do this. In law enforcement... Man, every every situation you're in, if this do that, this this or oh, yeah, this or that, I don't but know, if figure you do it this, out, it's kind if, of the if answer. If you do I've this, then said. that will happen. If you do that, then this will happen. So go ahead, pick one of these ten thousand solutions, <laughs> and hopefully one of them will work yes. out the right way. Now, with that, make sure that you are falling within case law. 
case law, state law, state federal law, law, the constitution, the policy, state constitution, yeah, policy, everything. verbal directives from your chief, verbal directives from your supervisor, uh, making sure you're doing everything the way that the city management wants things done, the way the city council wants things done. But there's no pressure. It's a pretty easy job. Yeah, I know this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, remember that time we pissed away 20 minutes and didn't even talk about the topic? Yeah, this is not even the topic we were on. This has nothing to do with our episode. Congratulations, guys. You guys got 20 minutes of free content. We went from me bombing out of college four different times to us being FTOs. Yeah. 20 minutes of your life that you'll never get back. Yeah. We're like halfway through the episode. I feel like a thief. (laughs) I've stolen from you. And I'm sorry. I haven't. I ain't sorry. I am not really that sorry. Take either. take some of this as advice and soak it up, guys. This is real. It's I'm not. I'm, I might be a little bit sorry. <sighs> it is free life advice. So, I mean, you know, there's that. Whatever you want it to be, I guess. So, what is today's episode? Today's episode is on... Oh, my God. Don't just read it off the screen. On... And then for... My book report, <laughs> I chose The Catcher and the Rye. <laughs> the Catcher and the Rye is about a catcher. And and, and he's in Rye. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, All right, so today's no, episode. legit, it's about... We're talking How about it. Some some things. We're talking about some things. Some kind of mental health type of yeah. things. Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to frame it in the, in the context of oh, mental health. Let's sit down and let's talk about yeah. the problem. About half right. the audience went mental health. Yeah. Oh, like, click. Just turn yeah, that no. off. Don't no. Hang, don't hang off. Don't hang up yet. It's it's more like <laughs> how do we how relax? We relax. How do we? You know, we. Uh, I know a lot of you guys, when uh, <clears throat> you started getting into this, uh, we read the uh, mental health for law enforcement. Uh, the book that's out um, there. Yeah, it's called uh, Emotional, Emotional Survival. Survival for, for long I got to get that book. Twenty bucks. Great book. On Twenty Amazon. bucks. Take you like take you two days. To I've read. seen an easy reviews read. on it of cops saying it saved my marriage. Saved Other cops my marriage. Saved my life. Saved, saved my job. Yeah. You know, we... I need to read it. It was required when I went to school. And it's kind of funny because, like, I, I went to school and we talked about, you know, the emotional roller coaster. You know, the... Um, all these different things that are in this book and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, whatever. It doesn't really mean okay. anything. Until you start four working... Four years in yeah. and you're like, oh, oh my crap. God, yeah, this is at all happening this, this to is me. All, this is a thing, yeah. And now I get it. Now I understand why yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. sitting on the couch watching reruns yeah. of Jerry I'll, I'll spend, oh my, I'll spend my, you know, I can spend <laughs> my five-day stretch of off on the couch and, and not move. And right. it's like, what, what? What is going on here? Well, you know, if if you'd have read the book, you'd have learned that hey, you just spent the last sixty hours or five day stretch, twelve hour shifts, uh, being you know at your peak, you know performance at your high, and the body can only do that for so long until you get off your shifts, and then it's going to compensate and be down. Yep. So that's what you're doing, sitting on your couch for you know three, four days in a row, doing state. nothing, yeah, eating and drinking getting fat getting fat and useless you know that's 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 what happens and so you know i got to i got to that point in my career where i was like uh wait a minute this is happening to me now i need to i can't i can't sit on my couch for five days you know i gotta do something productive um and it it, yeah it it 
it's amazing what it did for my mental health because I, you know, just and, and again, I don't want to keep saying the the evil mental health. It's not like well, that. it's something that I think people in our profession need to talk. Oh well, yeah, a lot it's more. definitely but something we need that to isn't exactly the same. But it's not mental. I think it's more of an overall well being kind of thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we're talking about just what makes you a more well rounded person. Um, and so I guess the, the kind of topic that we wanted to talk about for today was going to be, what do we do for relaxation, decompression when we're not working? Um, cause I know you got the guys, there's, it's, there's a spectrum and I've seen both sides of the spectrum, right? You got the guys that are 10, eight for life, always on duty, always, I'm always working. They come into the office on their day off. They're sitting at their desk. They're doing this, doing, catching up on reports, doing their timesheet. Like, it's like, dude, yeah. you well, didn't have to come in on set. your day off to do all this. You didn't have to, you know, you don't have to wear your five elevens and your, your boots around everywhere you go. Right. You know, just be a normal person. So the sad reality of guys that are like that is they spend 20, 25 years on the job. And then they either retire. Nothing to show for it. Well, no. The sad reality is they retire and then are dead within yeah. 10 years because they've lived for this specific one thing. And then they retire from it. And now they feel like they've got nothing else to live for. Mm-hmm. They end up either dying from uh, cardiac issues yeah. or they kill themselves. Yeah. Well, and you know, the sad truth is that I... I don't mean, and I don't mean to sound bitter or cold about it, but this this job, this the the agencies, and it seems like it's this way everywhere you go. Um, these places, this this job will take everything yeah. from you. Yeah, it will. It will yeah, take well. everything. <laughs> and it was cool when I was when I was you know twenty some years old and working you know doing all these different public safety type of jobs. It was. It was cool. I didn't cool. care. Yeah, didn't I have did. a wife. Didn't have kids. Didn't have a house. Didn't have any responsibilities. Hell yeah, I can pull a pull a double or work overnights for a year in a yeah. row and work every single weekend and make all that overtime and it was fine. But you get to a point where you're like, I I need I need stability. I need some kind of a normal life. Yeah. So I'm I'm a graveyard guy. Like I love my graves, dude, because yeah. I like to do the. Oh, I, I like stuff. nights. I like nights. And my wife, else, but my wife kind of was like, "Hey, we had kid. I need. I need to be. Yeah, I need to be around my wife. Like, so I can't not. <laughs> you got to figure it out, man. Yeah. I, she's like, I get that you've got to do graves, yeah. but you need to take a day shift somewhere in there too. Yeah. Because uh, mama needs a vacation <laughs> too sometimes. Well, you know, like, you need yeah, to be, you need to be a part of your family. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because it's so easy to get in that pattern of, you know, this job, like I said, this job will take everything from you. So you will literally, like, you'll, you'll wake up in the afternoon, go to work, yep. work all night, yep. get off your shift, come home, go to sleep. Grab something to eat, go Grab to bed. Grab something to eat, go to bed. Wake up, you're still exhausted, you're still, you're not, you know, you're in that funk. You wake up, eat some food, hang out with the wife and kid for an hour or two, get yeah. dressed, go back to work. So do it over and, and over that's twelve and over hour shifts. And over yeah, and over the uh, the best shift hours that I ever worked, and I don't know why. But for some reason, my chief wasn't down with it. Um, we worked four tens, and I felt like I could get home because uh, I was on graves. 
Like, yeah, but you must have had the manpower to do that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Because then we had we a day shift, a grave shift, and a swing shift. And your bigger people. agencies can do that. We had four tens. Man, I didn't know how tired I was on 12s until yep. I went to 10s. Yep. And I'd get home, and I'd actually be like, hey, let's go for a walk, or let's go do something. Crazy what a difference is two lost, hours, man. Yeah, I actually lost weight. Yeah. Um, like healthy, being, healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just from being active and hanging out with my wife. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I yeah. wish I it's, could get... Dude, it's two hours, but you have no idea what a difference that those two hours it's make. huge. It I never knew. I never yeah. understood it. And I was yeah. against going to 10s. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to 10s, and I was like, this is effing well, awesome. Well, if, if it's only four, like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, but a lot of places do. I know an agency that does... Eight tens in a row. They were eight on, six off. That's that's too much. That's dangerous. It's too much. That's almost negligent. Yeah. Um. It's just too much. So. So anyway, we wanted to talk about like what are some of the things that we like to do to relax, to decompress. Because what I I do the best that I can. Like I said, you know, I came to this realization in my life where I realized this job will take everything from you if you let it. And so the the trick is not letting it. Right. So I have been really working, focusing on myself and learning how to, you know, go 10-7, take my stuff off, and I'm not a cop for five days. Yo, do you I'm listen not, to your radio off-duty? Oh, God. No. Absolutely not, Absolutely right? not. The only time will be if something is going on where maybe I might need to monitor if, if I need, yeah, to, if I need to come in or something like that, that you know. It's small town. Yeah, small, small town. town. Yep, yep, we yep. got, you know, one dispatcher few officers I, I i know if something's going on i might flip it on just to say if if my buddies need help i'm not gonna wait for dispatch to call me right yeah no if uh if you end up finding out there's some sort of incident going on in town yeah yeah but again you're you're like you know one of the supervisors you yeah, yeah. Kind of, sort of kind uh, of yeah, yeah. ftos ftos yeah. are considered or at least that's how leaders at least yeah you know? so yeah. um so Plus but I've, your guys especially yeah. in, a, in such a small town yeah. or whatever it is we you know i i so i've been really really focusing on when i get done i go 10 7 take my stuff off and i'm not a cop for five days obviously right. the basic obligations that i have my obligations to be um you know, responsible to my community and all that stuff. Be a responsible person. I'm still a police officer. When yeah, I'm you're off still duty. a police officer. Um, still that, you know, if I witness, if I witness things, if I have obligations, you know, yeah, well. whatever. Uh, that's that's obviously that's implied, but the the whole uh, constantly elevated, hyper alert mindset. I've been trying really you're hard to bring burn that yourself down. out doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah oh, and that yeah. doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I am negligent in my 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 awareness and my sense of personal security and all that. I still am. I still, you know, have I, to I, be. I I I still we, have to we, be. if you guys listen to our previous our EDC episode, like I carry everywhere I can. And, I, and if I, you so if you don't carry, like you have and I had to talk to one of my rookies about this. Um which I ended think, up I think rookies is offensive now. Is it? New new officers who new are new that new are rookies. Are, yeah, they're rookies. Um, it's a term of endearment because yeah. we love you guys. Yeah. I'm still technically a rookie. Well, we all are, you know. So, um, but well, no, I'm actually still considered. I was well, that's because you're but I, I'm three years in. I, 
still technically a rookie, was it like five or six years? I don't know. I don't know. If you if you're not on the SWAT team, you're a rookie. If you ain't SWAT, you're you're just garbage. Yeah, garbage. You're the SWAT, or, or you're not. not. Anyway, <laughs> I forgot where I was going with that. Oh no! So I like I was talking to one of my rookies, and and you know they were like, yeah no I don't I don't carry off duty, and I like it blew my mind like what kind of crack are you smoking, kid? Like well, wait, is it, it male or female? Female. So wait until. Yeah, this will sound stereotypical. Um, wait until she has a family. Well, here's the thing. that she has to protect. So this this and particular watch how fast person, that changes. So this particular uh, female rookie was older than me. Okay. She came in. Well, she was in the army for ah, ten years, like active. Yeah, I know where this is going. Yeah. So well, um, this isn't really. I I know what you're talking yeah. about, um, but this isn't really. So I was I was like. Busting her balls about this. Like, you're a police officer. You make arrests. Like, somebody could... A lot of people out there that don't like you. They don't like you because you put them in jail. Like, you need to carry. What, you know, why are you not carrying? And and I was, I to say it nicely, I was pissed at the answer. You know, and I went and blew my my commander up about it. Um, She goes, I don't have ID yet. And I'm like, well, that's a friggin' no-go. easy fix. Because this is phase two, and but dude, you know what? You know what's weird, though? So. From my limited experience, you know, I've worked at one, two, three, four different law enforcement agencies. Right. Either part-time, full-time, or yeah. other various capacities. No, I'm not one of those flaky guys that bounces around everywhere. I'm just, you know, it's, it's we're in a rural area. Well, yeah. We help other agencies out. Yep. The agencies that I've worked for, it just seems like that ID is not a priority. I know. It seems like you got you got to be the squeaky wheel is, to get that. If I'm not mistaken. It's a Leosa requirement. That's a Leosa requirement yep. because that is your permit to carry off duty. Well, you're supposed to have your badge and your ID. Yes. And I and know places, I know like establishments that won't let you in if you don't have an ID, if you're carrying. Yeah. I've yeah. seen it happen. And so, you know, I you know, I went through my channels and I think we we finally got an ID, but even then she was like, eh, you know, I no, yeah. it's no go. So, you need to carry because quick sidebar, guys, if happens. you're out there and you're a licensed peace officer and you carry off duty, if you do not have an ID, you gotta start you gotta nag whoever's responsible for that. Get it. Get it. Get it. Because if you're if you're in my jurisdiction and you get into that OIS. Yeah. I don't care about your anybody can go online and get a badge. Yeah. I want your ID. Yeah. I need um, to know your That way I can your, verify yeah, you. where you work and all yep. that. Yep. So Oh god, we still just keep going. Haven't off even on gotten crazy tangents. So what 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 do you what have you found? You were saying, Kyle, that you've been uh okay. found yourself hanging I out. I found so the issue that I sitting had around was that for a long time. I would find myself, I would work and work and work and work and push myself so hard while I'm at work. And then it's just, it's, it's, it's gotta just be like doing drugs where you, you do those drugs and you get that high and then, and then the drugs wear off and, and you, you lose crash. all your teeth. Um, yeah, but I have my teeth. Multiple. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, and so I, I would find myself on my, pretty. <laughs> I'd find myself on my stretch days off, man. I'd plop on my recliner, and it'd be nothing for me to watch an entire Netflix series in one sitting. Dude. Play an entire an entire video game from start to finish in 
you know, my stretch off on the weekend, do absolutely nothing productive. And the problem was I found myself because subconsciously I knew like, dude, what are you doing? You're just, you're just right. filling up the couch. You're a waste of oxygen. So not, not like a depressing, like, Oh, I hate myself. No, it's just, you know, that's how we talk about ourselves. Cause you know, right. if you're well, not being productive. What are you man, doing? For yeah, society, exactly. You know? So I found, I really kind of found myself getting into this funk because I felt like, you know, yeah, I, I got this job. I do this job. It's a cool job, but wh- what else, what else am I doing? Right. Um, so I had, like, I had to start doing something productive. And this goes way back to my days of, of dispatching, too. Like, that work in rotating shifts. Um, I initially, like, I started keeping animals. Um, like, I had the chickens. Yeah, the I remember that. Yeah, that. the dogs. Yeah, that pheasant. Giant garden. Oh, uh, yeah. pheasants, dude. The pheasants. Yeah, that lasted about two weeks. <laughs> Guys, if anybody <laughs> out there wants to get pheasants, like baby pheasant chicks... Don't do it. They're <laughs> little demons. They like jump and they fly. They fly way younger than you would think that they can fly. And so they jump like super high. They get out of whatever crate they're in. I spent three hours one night chasing a baby pheasant around my house because <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't have a shed to put them in. Right. They were like, I remember they were getting big enough. Little, yeah. yeah. And, you yeah. Bunch of and one of them and... snuck out and I was chasing around the house. Terrible, terrible idea. Get a shed, do it right. Um, <laughs> So I did the animals for a while. Um, I had to move from that property, so I wasn't able to have the animals. Um, right. After that, I gave, they were given to a responsible neighbor. Um, they were delicious. I bet they were. <laughs> no, super nice guy. If in the off chance you ever happen to listen to this episode, thank you very much. Uh, he helped me with some other stuff, too. Really good guy. Didn't have to help me. I appreciate that. Rock on. I never forgot that. That's awesome. So... Um, after that, you know, I kind of fell into another funk because it's so easy to revert back to video games and Netflix and whatever's easy, you know, and then all of a sudden you're eating junk food, you're, you know, you're probably drinking a little too much, not to say like, you know, it was ever like a problem. It was just, no, I'm sitting around, you know, I'll make a little cocktail here, but why? What do you, what do you, you, you're sitting around just drinking just to drink? Like what what, what are you doing? You know, it wasn't, again, it was never, it was never a problem. I just would be like, what, what am I, I'm not even going out. I'm not socializing. Not I'm not anything doing yet. anything. And I found myself not socializing specifically. Like that was one of those things that yeah. I noticed too. Did I haven't seen or talked to any of my, my non-Leo buddies lately. Right. And they probably think I've died of, right. you know, and, something. Uh, so, and so like after that. You know, it got a lot better when, um, well, the, when I moved, the one, the one house we moved into, I had, we had a nice basement with a nice, like, woodworking bench or, you know, workbench or whatever. And so that was when I kind of started getting into woodworking. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a carpenter by any means. When I say woodworking, I'm talking like I would build basic stuff, sand it down, put a nice stain on it, put a nice glossy coat on it, and then I'd give it to give it to the old lady. Here you go. Here's a nightstand that is cool. just hot garbage. Well, but, you know. <laughs> but, you know, but it was cheap enough. Something it was something to do. It was productive. something productive. Yeah. Yep. And then once we bought the house that, you know, we're currently in, um, oh, my God, you want to talk. You, you want stuff to do. Buy a house. <laughs> I bet. It, I well, bet. the day you buy a house, you will never be bored. I promise you. <laughs> so, but what I started doing with that was, you know, we, uh, 
it's it's projects. I mean, it's endless projects, little things that got to get done. But again, I feel productive. I feel like I'm contributing right. to my household, to my family. I'm contributing to the value of my home if I ever want to move. Um, just little things. But then I started getting what really got me, what I really enjoy doing now is um, some form of like building guns. Right. Which sounds weird because most people I don't think they understand building guns. I think they think, you know, oh, I go to the store, you know, give them my ID. I, they do a background check. I get my gun and I go home. Take right. it out to the range. So what I actually started doing, um, we got the, uh, we started with the, the black powder, the build kits. Yeah. And I bought one, had no idea what I was doing. That first one, if, if anybody decides to get into this, it's a lot of fun. you got to have the right tools, do your research before you just go and try and do it. Because that first one that I did, it was 200 and, <laughs> 200 and some dollars just down the drain. I mean, it, yeah, was, it, it, was, it was garbage. It was, it was all scratched up. The paint was awful. I marred the metal trying to get all the pieces in together. Had no idea what I was doing. But it's a learning process. Right. Process, you know? Um, and I learned a lot. And the second one was a lot better than that. And the third one was better than that. You know, um, the the problem that you end up running into with that is it becomes its own kind of addiction because oh, you're swapping you're, one yeah, for another and me. you're just, you know, my first it was sitting on the couch playing video games and now it's sitting in my garage building guns, which is, it's still fun and productive. But, you know, now if I want to try and recoup some of my costs, like, am I buying guns with the intent of selling them? Do I need to get an FFL? What do I need to do So then we kind of work. slowed down a little bit with the black powder builds. Um, I did a couple different, some neat kind of custom things. I think we got the black one up on the wall here. Yeah. Yeah, I found a nice, like, a, a ebony kind of paint. Yeah, I like um, that. It's actually it's actually a wood stain. Really? Yeah, I just put it on so thick. and So, so what I would do is I'd put a nice thick coat on. I'd let it dry sand it till it was really fine yep. put another coat on oh nice and i did that over and over i probably did i couldn't even tell you how many coats i did have you and you fired that right yep, that, yep. That, every every all... black powder that i have they're all fireable um that's I've, awesome i think i've shot all of them and then uh so we did that and then i did a long gun too i did a um a st louis hawk and i think i did which was fun um I don't really like shooting that one. It's not. I think I screwed up the sights on it. Honestly. Oh yeah. But uh, well, they take ball rounds too. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of just you know, know it's kind of just off up into left field. It's kind of a point and pray kind of gun. <laughs> but uh, right. But man, the you know the coolest thing I started getting into has been building uh, ARs. That's fun, isn't it? It is fun. I get I do that, and uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. So I built the lower half and it's nothing to write home about um but i built the lower half of my current well and that's the funny rifle. thing you know if you don't do your research i think you can piss away a lot of money well um on, that's the on, understatement on part, but, uh, but on parts that you don't really need you know because yeah. i think like Absolutely. you can spend you can spend a ton of money on a lower but at the end of the day the actual lower is just a chunk of metal you know, built by one of the same three one of companies. three companies that make them and then kind of farm them out to other companies that buy right. them and resell. That buy them and then resell them yeah. for a hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. So why <laughs> why are you spending that much money when you can go and spend a hundred dollars or 
40 or 50 75 bucks yeah. on on a, a lesser known brand when it's the same it's the thing. same it's literally the same the just same stamped thing. different it's just stamped with another name nope. so what i started figuring out was you know the actual where it matters is going to be you know your your bolt carrier group your yes. trigger yes your um your barrel you know, yeah, make sure you get a deal. high quality barrel with a good twist rate, the right length for what knowing the knowing the difference be. between the twist rates and the lengths, yeah, and how they correlate mm-hmm. is big deal. Yep. Um, if you really want to get into the weeds, start looking at ballistics of that stuff. Nah, I'm not even. I, I don't have I, the mental capacity. For <laughs> I looked at some of that, and uh, holy crap, I'm, I'm already done. I've I never, can't. I've never been one of those. I have science nerds like that. Yeah, I, I'm not good at the science. I kind of have. So, um, I'm not a gun guy. I'm a use the tools that you have kind of yeah. guy. And uh, you should know those tools and what they're capable of. And I'm a firm believer in that. And yeah. every police officer should know their tools and what they're capable of oh, yeah. and not capable of. And especially if you ever have to use them. And that doesn't just mean firearms. That means, like, your taser and your baton. But, I mean... Because you're going to have to talk about it in court. you got to have some... You know, yeah, like, so, but do you know the... Do you know the, the the muzzle velocity of a 75 grain coming out of a 20 inch barrel with a one twist rate. If you're using it for work, you should. But that being said, I'm not using that for work. Mm -hmm. And I probably couldn't tell you what my 55 grain pill coming out of my 16 inch barrel is cruising at either. I could probably get around about. Oh my God. That's a good point. Um, I, I need to bring that up. If uh, cause I, I might've accidentally come kind of close to, to doing this. Not obviously not intentionally, but know your laws. <laughs> no, if you're going to be building guns, know your laws. You know, I think it's, it's 16 inches everywhere, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Don't buy anything shorter than a 16 inch barrel. Um, you know, make sure you know if you're building a pistol, uh, or an AR or yep. pistol on an AR platform, you know, you can only have the stabilizer braces, um, yeah, you and you have to when you get the background check, do the paperwork. You actually yeah. have to have it. This is a pistol. This yeah. is a rifle, or this is a other firearm. Yeah, yeah. Don't um, be. And don't I don't be, know a whole lot about that stuff. No, I like I either. said, we're I'm not more experts the, on that. Neither one of us has an. No, your equipment and how it works. But have not. a general idea of the laws because it's really mm-hmm. easy for guys to accidentally build an illegal gun. <laughs> Um, and that's actually true. And there are a lot of people on YouTube that you can watch yeah. their channels and Or and if you got a gun, here's the best, the, the best resource that I've ever found. Every town's got that one guy. Every that agency one, has yeah, that one tackleberry. Right, right. But, but you know, every knows. town, every town's got that one old guy that's got more guns than he can count. And he's got an FFL. Nope. knows the laws, yep. and you can ask him, hey, I want to buy this stock for this rifle. What do you think? And he's going to say, well, they can't have that stock on right. this this length of rifle or whatever it is. Yep. You can't have this accessory or you know, whatever the rules are in your state. Just make sure you're following them. Yeah. It's such a stupid 
reason to end up in legal trouble. Right. Because you, brought, you bought the wrong piece for your gun. Like it's You just, accidentally, you didn't realize that if you get a 14 and a half inch barrel, you have to pin and weld a yeah. one and a half inch uh, muzzle, muzzle device on onto yeah. it. Yeah, and pinned and welded and all that. Yeah. Or, because if you don't put that little piece of weld in there, it's, it's under 16 inches. It's an it's SBR now, rifle. and there's, yeah. you got a stamp and all that. Yeah. Um, all right, we're getting way too technical. On yeah, this, so. so what What I also, you know, I like building, uh, building ARs is a lot of fun, and yeah. I enjoy that too, but sometimes I like going outside, yep. uh, especially, and we're kind of just kind of passing through where we're at now, so we haven't really found a place to go, but like when my wife and I lived in Colorado, yeah. Hiking was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Especially in the Colorado Springs area. Yeah. Um, I didn't work up there. I just kind of lived in that area when we first moved out there. And uh, there's a lot of places to hike, and, yeah. and the missus and I really fell in love with that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, mountain biking is a lot of fun. I don't do that. I, I got I, I need to, I need to, get, I need to get better at that. You know, my, my issue, it's not an excuse. It's, uh, you know, this, I feel like my, my stretch of shifts kind of takes a toll on my body. And then it's, you get off and you're like, you know, the old lady's like, whoa, let's go for a walk. And you're like, oh yeah, my, my back. back oh, yeah. Hurts. So, um, you work out. Yeah. 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 I try to. Try you wouldn't to. know by looking at me, but <laughs> I do lift. That's one of those things lift, that, bro? um, <laughs> no, I lift myself out of bed. Yeah. Barely. Um, that's one of those things. I think that's it actually talks about that in the compression things so in that book. I think it talks book, about regular yeah. exercise. I was listening to an interview with the uh, author of that book, and he said ten minutes of just walking yeah. every day yeah. is does better for your mental health yeah. than antidepressants. Yeah. And I think uh, that's <laughs> cool as heck. You know, that's cool as hell because. I go for walks now. That's one of the sure. one of the issues that I have though is, um, you know, we have a public gym. It's not a public gym. It's it's a private gym, but it's you know public access or whatever. Huh. And it's, uh, I need to get better at you know going to the gym and just turning, turning the world off. But that that vigilance it doesn't go away. So, so I'll be like lifting and I'm kind of watching the door. Maybe doing a head count. Yeah. Who's here? Maybe what you need to do is talk to chief. And maybe city council and see if you can get. Gym. Yeah. Okay. Well, not so much buy it because they're not that expensive. Well, you have a garage. Yeah. I tell you, all you really need, and we could talk offline about it, but all you really need is um, a rack, like a yeah, full, yeah, full yeah. rack, yeah, and you're good to go. Yeah, that's something you can press and squat and um, do your Olympic lifts and everything. <laughs> do your functional fitness. Yeah. So. No. Um. I need to get better at doing more cardio too, but like I said, the issue, you know, the issues with my back and my body, it's like, I, you know, you work your stretch, your back hurts, and then it's like, oh, let's go around a couple miles, and you're like, uh, let's uh, not. No. Yeah. How about we not How say we, we did? Not, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not running. So what? Uh, what do we got for? You said you like to read. Yeah. So do you hold on? Hold on. Do you read anything that's not, you know, Hua 511 tactical, like, just kind of regular leisure books? So, kind of. I'm going to answer so. that yes and no. So, check it out. So, I've read all of the Bourne 
books, okay. right, by Robert Ludlow. That's, that's, Those are frigging that's a story. You so, know. Um, you've watched the movies. Yeah. The books are absolutely nothing like the movies. Really? I don't even know where they got the movies from. Huh. Like, Born Identity, the first book, it kind of, the movie and book kind of start that way, where Jason Bourne is found in the ocean, like, just yeah. floating there. And then, pff, left field. Completely. Like, it's just yeah. completely different. Um, and I, I, in my 30s, I grew up, I learned how to read, reading uh, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, don't judge me too harshly. I, I am. Uh, but I, I read all the Harry Potter books probably three or four times. Dude, if you didn't read, if you didn't read all the Harry Potter books, you didn't grow up in the late nineties, early nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Um, I read the inheritance trilogy. It's like a dragons and fantasy books, Mm -hmm. but I also like, I'm halfway through a book about, um, I think I have, do I have it? On my phone. I can't... I, I like, stopped reading it because it just got so technical. Yeah. I had to take a freaking break. I did just finish a book called um, Sentinel by... What's what's that about? Well, so, it's... Don't... It's different. It's not a story. It's uh, by a guy named Pat McNamara. Yeah. Uh, Dude was, like, Delta, and he's my man crush. (laughs) Don't, Don't tell him. Because it'd be weird. It wouldn't be weird. Uh, oh, so did you know, side note, did you know that Kyle Lamb puts on like a leadership uh, seminar type of deal? Really? I want to go. I'm in. Let's do I, it. Well, I found it on the website. Uh, it's There's no information about like where it is, when it is, anything like that. So in the incredibly off chance that uh, uh, you're listening to this, which, dude, America, if please, you are, yeah, that's please, pretty please badass. email us so that we can worship the ground that you walk on. <laughs> I um, wouldn't go that far. I, I would. Dude's I, cool. I, I, yeah, I he's really cool. He's another guy that I guess really likes to read. He reads yeah. books that I yeah are way over my head. I'm reading a book called uh, "The Use of Force Investigations," just sure. by Kevin Davis, and it's uh, it is very technical, but it's really interesting. And I actually See, started. That's still, that's, so that's a lot of cop stuff, though. It's cop stuff, yeah. Oh. Uh, and I didn't even I think about reading it until this George Floyd thing came yeah. up. Yeah. And so and I started and reading I mean, it I gotta after get that. Out, I got to get out of the politics and the, the cop stuff. You yeah. Know, it, just, it gets to be overwhelming. Um, um, it, it's a it's a good book from an investigation standpoint, and it, yeah. it actually there's a lot more to use of force investigations than I initially thought, honestly. So, but I I ended up putting that down and because yeah. it 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 all uh, with the riots and and the looting and the like freaking so, out, it just became very mentally exhausting. So I had to kind of put okay. all that crap away. So here's what I'm gonna go through because I've been going through this kick for audiobooks. I actually, if y'all don't know. Um, I had some eye issues. Uh, I had it mostly corrected with LASIK uh, prior to going into law enforcement, but the one of my eyes was still kind of bad, so it's not perfect. Um, but so I don't reading like actual paper books kind of strains me a little bit. You know, obviously I'm able to read for work and all that, but Allegedly. just sitting, yeah. <laughs> but Allegedly. sitting sitting down and reading a, a 500 page book, it's 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 not it, it's I, it's not. Got to do something appetizing for me. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, the book, the best book. I so I've, I've been on this big audiobook kick. Um, the best book that I just read or listened to or whatever. Um, I got to give it to Matt Best for his uh, thank <laughs> you for my service. I know uh, I've, I've uh, recommended it to you a bunch of times. Yeah, it's good. It's I gotta, it's funny. I, yeah, it's, I got to sign up for that. It's that funny. one free book from Audible yeah. or something. So, so uh, those of you guys that don't know, um, if you're not familiar with Black Rifle Coffee, um, we're gonna give them a free plug too because I love the uh, the mission that they do. Um, I'll. I recommend that to anybody. Yeah, buy their stuff, absolutely. buy their coffee, buy their shirts. Give them as much money as you can comfortably give them. Uh, their mission uh, has been to, you know, there's this coffee company that they started and then trying to uh, employ veterans. You know, you guys are coming home, struggling to find work, Yo. and uh, they're, you know, giving these guys jobs. So uh, Matt Best did his book. Um, you know, it's, it's the story of his life. You know, talking about his uh, his time in the Rangers and then the formation of Black Rifle, but uh, it's so freaking funny. It's so, yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't listen to it around the family or the kids. It's <laughs> well, I definitely don't not watch uh, the videos around the family or the kids. Either, definitely so. rated R, but it ah. is funny. Um, another one, check out, especially with you just had a um, had your uh, your son there uh, raising men. Eric Davis, you know, pretty good. I've heard that's a good uh, book. He, I only, I'm only about halfway through it, but he just he talks a lot about the the kind of the, the Navy SEAL leadership mindset um, and how that applies to raising kids and specifically to raising you know um, good productive men. Um, who, who, uh, Eric Davis. Uh, another one. I just listened to Fortitude, Dan Crenshaw, great book. Yeah, um, I've seen... It was, I mean, it's definitely political. You know, he's a politician. Yep. Um, it was political, but a lot of it was just common sense oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. Talking about how to be, you know, a, a good, educated, informed member of society. You know, Not enough of those. Yeah, oh, I know. Um, he talk, and he talks a bit about his, his time in, in the Navy and uh, his injuries and... And that, and, you know, it's it's an inspiring story. I'll give yeah. him that. You know, he's by all by all measures, he's supposed to be blind right now, completely blind. And uh, he was able to get his vision back in his one eye. Um, you know, the one that he still has. Yeah. Um, you know, dudes in Congress. So that's yeah, that's definitely something to look uh, I know. look up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's another one? I picked up Ben Shapiro's Right Side of History. I don't. I haven't really gotten into it yet. Okay, let me know how that goes. I, it's you know, I I, I will only listen to that book on tape if he's the one that's reading it. Hang on a second. <laughs> Probably gonna get a copyright complaint, but. <laughs> free active agents. Sounds like him to me. <laughs> right, there you go. Now you gotta listen to it. Now I gotta listen to it. So Holy I like crap. that. Um, right. My my recently my kick has been to try and find more books that are less political, less law enforcement, less technical, more just good stories. I have Unbroken on there. I need to listen to that. I've heard it's very good. Um, I think that's the guy that was uh, in World. I think he was a pilot in World War Two. Got shot down. Was in okay. the POW camp. Um, 
Okay. I've heard that's a pretty good one. I just haven't gotten around to listening to it. I never it got into the military books. You know, I, uh... I yeah, think I, I like the kind of action stories, and I think that you just tend to find that more in military books. Sure. Um, I always, yeah, growing up, I grew up on, like, fantasy novels. Yeah. Uh, you know what's a really good book? And I just read it, and it's silly. And it, I just saw a thing on Facebook, and some of our listeners are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Hatchet. Right? The Hatchet by uh, uh, Gary Paulson. You know what I'm talking about. I know you do. It was like, uh, what's it about? Is the kid? It was going to his dad's. He's flying over the Canadian wilderness. Uh, pilot has like a massive heart attack, dies. Right. Oh. Yeah. No. I I know that you've seen. I know you've read this book. And the kid, and a can't Brian, ends up crash landing this plane like six hours later. Yeah, so the pilot has a freaking heart attack, dies, and the plane goes, ah. And then it just goes off of this. And he ends up crashing it to a lake, swims to shore, realizes he still has his hatchet on him, and it talks about his survival. Bruh. Yeah. That's no, I know you know exactly I what I'm talking about. Dude, I really don't. I don't think I've ever heard it or heard of it. But uh, I'll have to check that out. What do you do... What do you do to get out of town or go on vacation or what? What? What is your ideal vacation? Um. No, seriously. Yeah, I've never. I've never. I've never seen the hatchet. No, or no I'm going to my I'll mom's tonight. I'm gonna have to bust open my box of books. I've got the entire series. Highly recommend them for uh, kids. Yeah. So growing up, because I grew up. Actually, with either Harry Potter or I listened or I watched, uh, read Hatchet, My Side of the Mountain. Yeah. Um, God, what's another one? I have a book, Canoeing with the Cree. Um, and that, so when I was really young, I have an uncle that used to take me up to the Bodgerwaters Canoe area. Mm-hmm. Is that, what's that? That's way upstate, like Canada almost, isn't it? That's like, yeah, I've been. What state is that? I've peed into Canada. Um, I don't think you're supposed to say that. Oh, that, that, yeah, no, I... I'm sure that's never happened. <laughs> that's never happened, yeah, no, totally. Uh, that's in, uh... The North... Well, you know where Minnesota is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we drive all the way up to friggin' uh, Minnesota. Okay. And, uh... it's all the way, like... Uh, like, well, boundary, I'm guessing it's Canada. Well, yeah, right? so you know where it, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like What's the that? Point? There's a city up there, um... It's like, yeah, it's like three hours north of Duluth. Okay. And uh, he'd just go, and so he we'd throw, and it, it would take like, it'd take us like two days to get there. We'd, So what we'd do is we'd throw a canoe on, no, like no shit. So we'd throw a canoe on the, in the truck or the van or whatever we were driving because I had a couple uncles and, you know, my cousins and stuff. And we'd take, we'd drive up and then we'd stay overnight and then, like the next morning, we we get there, and, and then we literally we just it you you lived out of a, your backpack, yeah, and you throw a canoe in the water, and then you throw your pack in in the canoe. Obviously, yeah. I almost said into the water. <laughs> Only if you're very unlucky does your pack <laughs> go into the water. And yeah, you bring in your own food. Yeah, 
It had to. And then you'd have to, it is great. You put it in like a, we put it in like a, this blue barrel. It's a bear barrel. It's yeah. like bear proof. Yeah. Um, and then we'd canoe in and you'd canoe for like six hours. Mm. And then depending on how hard you wanted to work, you could go and you could like, there's little hikes along the way and they call them portages and you could portage, um, as far as portage is like when you, you pull the boat out of the water and you yeah, you, you like you pack everything back onto your back and yeah. then you walk and you walk down the path yeah. until you get to the next lake. Yeah. So Minnesota, Canada, Canada and Minnesota have like, I don't know if you know this, they're like a shitload of lakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because the glaciers came down through Canada. Well, yeah. That's what they say. I actually read an article that they have, per definition of what a lake is, is like somewhere in the ballpark of uh, 13,000 lakes. It's a lot of lakes. Yeah. You trip, fall, land in a lake in Minnesota, apparently. Uh, But yeah, we'd go up there. That's... Dude, we need to do that one of these days. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 on the backpackers top ten places to visit. Really? Yeah. You can find it online. Underwater's canoe area. Just Google it. Find a lot of videos on uh, the YouTube's. Yeah. Doing that. So that is that. If I really like, I just because your phone doesn't, you know, doesn't you can, work. I, you can bring your phone. Play your little Candy Crush, <laughs> uh, but once it dies, you're done. You know it's dead. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we should do that. I gotta yeah. get myself a canoe. Yeah. So, all right. So, have you ever been? Have you ever been to like a resort? Like, I'm talking like in Florida, Caribbean, no. Mexico, something nope. like that. Okay. No, I'd like to. Um, yeah. But no, I've never done that. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of another thing that. I, upon just kind of self-reflection, have realized, like, I need to focus more on taking time, getting out of town. Yes. Get away from the house, get away from the job, get, you know, yeah. relax. Yeah. I mean, there's know, nothing wrong with a state, a state, a vacation. The problem is that but I man. would find myself, you ever, did you, I suppose you didn't work uh, down there long enough to be in the, like, the use or lose kind of situation with vacation hours. Yes. You, you were? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if you, any of you guys listening, um, the, one of the issues we run into in law enforcement is that, you know, we get these, a lot of places get, like, these union contracts or other other type of agreements where, you know, you're, you're working for this municipality where you get, so you accrue so many vacation hours, mm-hmm. but then the agency will say you can only accrue, there's a max number of yep. hours you can have. Well, so, you know, we call it user-lose. I'm sure there's, yeah. I'm sure there's, it's like this in the private sector too. I, I'm sure it's um, Yeah, there. I was actually just talking to my stepdad the other day. I was helping him move my sister somewhere. Yeah. We were talking about that. My agency was very generous with vacation. We got six hours of pay period. Jeez. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dude, that's almost twice what I did. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my, my, my municipality was awesome. Um. Wow. And then we, but we capped it 192 hours. Oh, so dude, why is still, that the number? So what is the magic thing about 192? I don't know. I feel like everybody does that. I don't know. But we didn't, it was straight PTO. We didn't get like sick leave or anything like oh, that. Oh, that's, so that's why that's it was why, so high. That's okay. why it was so that's high. That's why it was so high. Uh, but you get that. You, 
you're gonna you crew that in less than a year. Yeah. Um, and then we also got like comp time and everything yeah, if yeah. you go over if you chose comp time. Because 192, that's what's that? That is four five weeks. Yeah, that's like a month and a half almost. That's that's almost five weeks. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Man, what would I do with five weeks? I get that's two weeks a month. Two weeks a year. That's a lot of. You get two weeks of what? Two weeks a year. Dude. Um, so, but, you know, it compounds so, or it gets bit, it grows as you get as more you years get of more. service. So we start our guys at six hours. But but you got to remember too, though, there's a difference between PTO and vacation. So my three true. hours is three hours of vacation. Right. I also get three hours of sick time. Oh, see. So, and I can get. They get, they I just our uh, our city just was like Lumps you guys together, yeah. you guys are using your sick Use time for whatever you want for, yeah. yeah this so uh, again we went off so we on this thing. other um so, well other what, what I was saying was at so how that works is at 192 hours I'm still accruing six hours they just pay it out to you no no if they can't put it in my PTO it doesn't go I don't get it. What? Yeah, so it's a, you either you use it, so they don't pay it out. Nope. No. <laughs> what people do that? Can you pay out your PTO and you? I can check? sell. I can sell my PTO. Okay. At the so if you're every getting to the year, end of the I'm year, allowed to sell like you're getting to the end hours. of the year, and you you're at one ninety two or whatever. You can cash out. It doesn't go away at the end of the year. It'll roll no, 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 yeah, it rolls over, but yeah. I mean, like, if you start getting full or whatever, you can cash out some of those hours. So, once a year, our city offers to buy back uh, oh, 40 hours. Yeah, 40 hours. It's, yep. yeah, it, it's, no. So, basically, the basic answer to your question is no. I either take a vacation or I'm losing that. So, you have, so you have user lose hours is the, the moral of the story. Yeah. So, okay, so... The problem with that is that you end up with people that, at least from my limited experiences, they burn these hours because they don't want to lose them. God knows the city's not going to get that time back from them. Mm. So they'll take a week or two off at the end of the year so they can, you know, wean down their vacation. Right. And they don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that. I'll I'll walk up to my sergeant and be like, hey, I'm at like 190 hours. If I don't want to lose it, I need to take some time off. And I've taken, and I've taken like a short week off. Yeah. Um, and I just sit at home for two weeks. Yeah. Or a full week. And I've accomplished absolutely nothing. What productive And the the stupid thing is in like two months, I'm going to be completely full again. Um, but what we would do or what I would do, because I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't born and raised in Colorado. I was a transplant because mm-hmm. uh, the mountains are pretty. Yeah, they were for about a year, right? Yeah. And then for like seven years, I think I was down there. Good <laughs> God. Uh, eight, nine years, something like that. Um, what year did you leave? 2013. No. We just had this conversation. I think you're there. Okay. Yeah, I, I met I met the wife in no. Yeah. What year did you get married? Twenty six. Twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. 
Yeah, totally got married. You're supposed to know. 2015. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) So, I... (laughs) My wife doesn't care what we do. My wife doesn't listen to this. (laughs) My mom might be... You know, you know, you know damn well, though, that once... She finds oh, out now that she's I gonna said listen that, to she's it. Gonna know exactly. Just I'm gonna get home. for the sole purpose of picking through parts that she can yell at you for. Because <laughs> mine, mine will do the exact same thing. Right. You said what? <laughs> so. On a public podcast? <laughs> to how many people? Right. Take it down. Like three. Yeah. All, all three, <laughs> of, all, all three yeah. of the people that are listening but, to this. So the point, I guess, that I was trying to make is like, I think that some of the people that are the happiest are the ones that make a point every, like every year to go somewhere. It is a scientific fact or yeah. like a psychological yeah. fact. Go somewhere, you know. Go do something, not law enforcement. Go to... I've got a, a... Go to Florida, go to Disney, go to a, Mexico, do something. Yeah, I had a corporal who would go to Disneyland every year. Yeah. And then he would... The day he leaves, he'd schedule the next visit, the week-long yeah. trip to... Like a year in advance, every year. Yeah. And the guy seems pretty freaking happy. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think that's that's important. Because it, especially, it's so much easier to decompress when you're out of your jurisdiction or away from it. Um, you know, you're, the likelihood that you're going to see people that don't like you is a lot lower. Limited, yeah. What are the odds that you're you know, going to yeah. be on this cruise? Yeah. And the chances that you're, well, I mean, obviously you're not going to get called in if you're out of town. Right. You know, you're not going to see problems that you need to be a part of when you're, right. you know, if I'm if I'm in town, in my home, in the town I live in, the town I work in, and I see a problem while I'm driving down the road, it's like, ugh. Pick up my phone. Yeah. Call dispatch. Hey, this is what's going on. So that was on. kind of a luxury with me. I didn't live in live the jurisdiction in town, yeah. that I I worked. You had the luxury of just. Yeah. But yeah. on the other hand, I also drove like thirty miles to yeah, work one sucks. way, and that was. But I mean, that was balls. I hated that. There is something to be said so, about going ten eight in your driveway. You know. I wouldn't know, but yeah. I bet it'd be nice, especially yes. when you're on graves and it's oh, yeah. 6 a.m. and all you want to do is Just go to sleep. Go inside, rip, <laughs> rip your uh, gear off, and pass out. Yeah, yeah. And you literally like you pull up to your house. I'm 10 seven. Yeah, like, not Zach. Like like literally Zach's like got a half hour drive. Literally yet. two minutes later, you're in your bed. Like five minutes after that, you're sleeping. Yeah. For most people, I wouldn't know too much about sleep, but you know whatever. Right. <laughs> So, but what do you guys do? What, um, yeah, yeah talk let to us. Let us know. What do you guys do to decompress? Uh, maybe some of you veteran officers out there on the, uh, give us some advice. And give, give some of these rookies that are listening, like me, yeah, uh, some advice on how you guys decompress what do you and do how you guys just, just relax and off. chill. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, hit us up on the email, you know, contact.shift.change.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know, you know, what you guys do to kind of shut shut the job off, decompress, relax a little bit. Hit us up on the Facebook group, uh, Shift Change Podcast on Facebook. Uh, yeah, send us a message, reach out. We'll uh, do the best we can to get back to you. And uh, we, you know, look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, peace, guys. Deuces.